0: It's the Game On Podcast. Oh, that is the Today is all dribbling. Don't Brought to you by Brownfield shooting Online. Now? shooting today no, no, no. is so much better. Your one stop shop for Terry County
1: sports and information. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Game On, your podcast from BrownfieldOnline.com and Brownfield News. As always, I'm your host, Eduardo D'Ed Miranda. And with me, as always, my co host, Christian. Christian, how are you doing today, man?
0: Pretty good, man. How are you?
1: Tired. Very you? tired. Yeah, I'm very, good. very tired. Today we got our, we got a special guest with us, Brownfield Athletic Director, Boys Track and Field Head Coach, and the football head coach, that's three titles already, Right. we have Aaron Flores with us, how are you coach?
2: I'm doing pretty good, just kind of like yourself, it's been a busy day, Um, obviously we had district golf today for round one, uh, which I did not go, you (laughs) took that place for me, but because we have actually our district tennis today, which is a two day tournament, so uh, like I said it's rolling spring well, sports, always busy.
1: Two days if there's any other games that need to right. be played. Right. You know, if Definitely. not if we're lucky and if you're lucky, there won't be any play ins tomorrow and right. you know, it will be done today you may hopefully maybe ten straight the uh, district titles? Mm-hmm.
2: Ten straight and counting. That's what uh, Coach Hammond's followers always says. He yep, says, that yep. district championship dot, 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 and see yep. how far we can get. Yeah. That's going.
1: on That sounds like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm not going to lie, man. I went over there. I've been over there all morning The mm-hmm. this tournament. Those boys and those girls, they're oh, solid. Yeah.
2: They've been – I mean, if you look at some of the boards and kind of all the stuff that Coach Hammond's has done, I mean, I remember when I first got the job, first thing I told him, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and they've already won. You know X amount of district championships underneath his belt, and then prior to that, the previous coach before that, and so forth. So you know we've kind of built the mecca around you know Brownfield tennis, and kudos to Coach Hammonds. You know for him wanting to still stick around in Brownfield because every year he's getting trying, everybody's trying to you know hone in on him. Colleges come after him, but mm-hmm. he, he's Brownfield bred and loves it. Yeah.
1: So I mean this, and imagine this team could have been better if they didn't lose their top two girls. Right. You know, unfortunately, so. but but he's done a, him and Jimmy have done an amazing job in oh, turning definitely. that. Turning this season around and especially losing out on the 4A district MVP. Right. Now, all this is knowledge that comes from the AD. Mm-hmm. Coach, how long have you been the AD here in Brownfield? This is
2: my third year. It's my fourth year here total. This is my third year as athletic director and head football coach. And this year I had to take on track <laughs> as well. So, it is It is what it is. You do it, SAS, So
1: Now, before you became the AD here, <clears throat> where were you at?
2: I was actually – I took a stint. and I did a year in Florida in my hometown. Uh, and I was just, I was an assistant coach there. You know, that job opened up for the head football and AD job, and I applied for that. And, you know, I was one of the fi- two finalists for it. And then, you know, then it ended up going my way. I mean, but, heck, I was 26, 27 years old going into it. And I uh, ended up becoming a Brownfoot with Dwayne Tolliver, who was here for that stint, and I was his offensive coordinator. And, I mean, it's kind of got works work some mysterious ways. And all of a sudden, when he ended up leaving, um, I ended up applying for this job and, I mean, landed here. I didn't I didn't know anything about Brownfoot. Never knew where it was at. Uh, and they just, like I said, you get put in the right position at the right time. So,
1: yeah, that's the funny thing is when I got hired to come here uh, to be the sports editor, mm-hmm. I actually got, got confused with Brownfield and Brownsville. I thought so I was going, I get,
2: we get that I, a lot. I got to say, I, it I, yeah,
1: I thought I was moving to the, <laughs> to the border, like, nah, gonna live close no, to the Gulf of Mexico. I was excited. I was like, I'm gonna go to Mexico. I felt like, I already have my passport, I was gonna go and join right. Mexico a lot. All right.
2: <laughs> no, they, we get that confused a lot. You, I really emphasize the field. You got to, <laughs> yeah, not Brown and Brownsville. I mean, it, it's fitting, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, but I always got to say near Lubbock, Texas, if we ever go anywhere. So uh,
1: you're talking to a guy who was from Los Angeles. I don't yeah. know where Lubbock is.
2: Say <laughs> like Texas Tech now, now and, Mark, and yeah, I, even yeah. then,
1: I don't really know where Texas Tech
2: is. I should know now. That's well, now, now, unfortunately,
1: there. I do know. Yeah, and I know where Lubbock is on the map now, <laughs> fortunately, but you know, at the time when I was moving, I was in New Mexico, I was working at Hobbs, so. I wasn't right. too happy with the one-hour move east. I was
2: going forever away.
1: I was excited to go, live on that golf, live at the border.
0: Right. <laughs> so jumping into uh, track, you mm-hmm. became the coach of that this year. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier in the season, kind of had a little preview on what you expected. Right. How's that gone so far for it's you? It's going
2: great. Um, you know, actually, I was my – so my first year here when I was just the offense coordinator, I was the offense coordinator head track coach. Mm-hmm. So everywhere I've ever been besides Florida, you know, I was offense coordinator head track coach in Borger. You know, I've always – took pride in our track programs, even within myself when I was in high school, when I ran in high school, ran track, you know, track's a huge deal, and part of what we do, especially myself and, um, you know, my expectations this year was obviously to get our numbers up. I thought to Herrick Brantley, who was our head coach last year, who did a phenomenal job with recruiting kids, getting kids out there and actually getting one of our kids to state, mm-hmm. you know, and him putting in that hard work and just kind of picking off where he left off. and. You know, him and I kind of have the same philosophies and just kind of our mentality. I mean, he ran track at Tech, and so I've known him for a while, and um, just the biggest thing for me was just on our boys' side was the numbers. I mean, last year I believe we maybe had like 18. Yeah, you didn't eight, really have 17, many, 18, yeah. 18 this year. We have 30-plus competing and, you know, having kids in multiple events and, you know, fi- winning the track meet this year. We actually mm-hmm. won the Roosevelt track meet, I believe it's, they said 2013 probably was the last track meet they think they've won. Oh,
0: wow. So
2: we were able to win one in Roosevelt. Um, so we have a lot of good things happening right now. Obviously, Nathaniel Luna is a kid that, you know, he takes a lot of pride in what he's doing, who was at one point, I believe he was in PE, he wasn't even in athletics, and then we ended up getting him to come run out, and I think he PR'd quite a bit. He's PR'd so far this year in his 100 with a 10 4, 6 and then he just broke a sub-22 over there and it, uh, with running a 21-7. So this kid has a shot to, you know, be one of the top three, have a chance to medal in state this year, and right now our 4-by-1, uh, we we started off slow a little bit, around a 45. We've cut it all the way down to a 43-5. Well, we had some ba- we had a bad handoff on our third exchange, which I believe if we can make that up here, go 42 and hopefully compete and get to a regional, you know, regional final.
1: And speaking of Lou Brantley, since I got to work with him last year, did speak a lot about him and mm-hmm. how good that kid is and how he he really did ex- he does oh, yeah. expect him to break the school record at some point.
2: Well, he already he already has both records now. Now he's, he's just breaking his own records. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs>
0: I've mm-hmm. been in that position before. Now it's mm-hmm.
1: just breaking your own stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's
2: what that you got to love about track. You exactly. know, most of the time you're just competing against yourself. So yes, that's sir. awesome. I yeah. actually got to
0: one of the track meets I went to for y'all. I went and I watched him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I was keeping an eye on him because y'all told me preseason that right. he was the kid that was going to, you know, do a whole right. bunch. I watched him in that four-by-one. He was the second leg. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell oh, yeah. you, that was
2: some speed. Oh, yeah. 100, Definitely. I was
0: like, Good God, I want to see him on a curve. I'm not going to lie. I want
2: well, to see him eat a curve. Well, that's 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 definitely on this 200. That's what we yeah, worked on. Yeah, I didn't really, get to watch this 200. So, well, you get a chance to watch it here. We actually were hosting our district junior high track meet on Thursday. And then come Friday, we're actually hosting a track meet here on Brownfield, just mm-hmm. our Cub Relays, which I know uh, Brownfield used to host some really good track meets, uh, you know, before I got here and prior to that, I, even when I was in high school and I used to come to this track meet. I've only been here for an athletics. I just never really knew where it was at, but. I mean, we have eight teams coming, which is really good. Eventually, we want to go 10 to 12. Maybe one day make it a two-day meet, see how big we can get it. But um, like, we'll have some good competition. So you'll have uh, Brownfield, uh, Littlefield, uh, Sweetwater, Pecos, uh, Tohoka, Demet, I believe um, Roosevelt, and then – Oh, don't quote me wrong. I, I'm. I, we just recently added a new one, but that's just, we'll be able to see some 4A competition, just some different people running that can push us. So I'm excited. I mean, mm-hmm. it's some good stuff. But it gets the community involved and, you know, different people that have been wanting to help and be a part of what we're doing. So I'm excited about it.
0: I remember when I was in high school, Tohoka had a hell of mm-hmm. a 4x2 team. Oh, yeah. Is definitely. that still the, the MO?
2: Well, I mean, I know Tohoka's, they've kind of been up and down a little bit recently, these past couple of years. I know two 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 and a half years ago, and I know Coach Everstreet, you know, who was recent, who was there. Now he's not there no more. But he he did a really good job with that program. Now he's put put some time in that town. But I mean, like two three years ago, they were really had those athletes. And then you know now, you know, I haven't really heard too much as much mm-hmm. as you usually hear about Tohoku But I know that um, you know you have you know your Littlefields who are always competing. You know, just some of those teams around. I'm just anxious to see what Pecos and. Um, uh, Sweetwater do, right. because uh, the head coach at uh, Pecus, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, his name's Quentin Butler, who was part of the uh, round track at UTA, who was an Olympic qualifier in the 100, mm-hmm. ran a 9, 9 in his 100s, the dude's amazing as, as a coach, we tried to hire him here, him and his wife almost had them, he would have been the head track coach here if, <laughs> if I would have been able to hire him, but you know, sometimes it happens, it is what it is, but I'm looking forward just to kind of seeing him and just kind of saying hi to everybody there, so, well.
1: What what's the excitement for your players right now, knowing that you're going to host, attract me, and the chance for them to compete in front of friends and family? Again? Oh,
2: I think it's huge. It's it's real awesome, especially with just with not just you know not just the, you know our kids obviously competing because that, that's that's number one ultimate goal is those guys that come out here and compete, but just for their other teammates, even some of their kids that whether in their basketball or. You know, they're in baseball. I get to kind of see the other guys come out here and run and just kind of see how much improvement we've made because you'll hear some kids' names that you've never heard. Yeah. You know, we have a kid named Zachary Contreras who just kind of recently got off the failure list who, you know, is really good in track and can run. Nobody's ever been able to really see him compete. Well, he comes back, knocks off a second off our time. As our, he's our anchor leg in our four-by-one. I mean, nobody really knows who he is so i mean he's another kid that we brought out from pe Mm -hmm. came out to run just just doing some stuff like that constantly recruiting our kids um parents getting to come out here and just i mean obviously on a nice day hopefully we don't get any cold weather or or the wind doesn't you know blow our kids away but come out here on a friday we're supposed to be at least mid low mid to high 70s where it's going to be a nice day and i'm just excited for us to run some track
0: diamonds in the rough are always nice you can just bring (laughs) up and it's like oh Oh
2: definitely, definitely. And we have a lot of those here in our school. You know, that's this that's just constantly what I talk about with our kids. You know, they tell me I'm always recruiting. Well, I mean, you got to. You you just never know what you have. to do. Especially in a three A school, you got to. Definitely.
0: So another thing we were going to talk about, coach, is the football realignment was this year.
2: (laughs) Yes, and it it did really good for us in our district. You know, (laughs) I I can honestly say, you know, it's it's been a tough go around, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. You know, I remember, you know, my first year here we go seven and three and I was offensive coordinator. You know, we average. You know, we averaged, you know, we averaged uh, before that Denver City we we're averaging 35 points a game. You know, and then we end up losing Denver City District Championship 3-0. Some things unfortunately mishappened, but you know, we come in here we're going almost over 500 yards of offense a game, and then you know, some, things swing a different way. You know, I take over, and I never realized this, but like you know, I'm a, I'm huge in the ball time. I'm big. I'm a big ball coach. You know, I'm all about X's and O's and stuff. And then I didn't necessarily understand what came with the athletic director roles and responsibilities. I mean, heck, I was 28 years old when I got it. You know, very young at that time. I would think I was probably one of the youngest ADs in the state at that time. And, you know, I just didn't really know what to expect. I thought I was going to come in and just, you know, hey, this is football. This is what we're going to do. The uh, next thing you know, I'm dealing with, you know, you understand the seventh grade girls, B-team volleyball, all the mm-hmm. way to everything else. And it's just. You know, it's just it was a tough go around, but I feel like we're finally swinging some things the right way. You know, it's just like when I said I when I first got hired. You know, I wasn't gonna promise them a district championship or X amount of wins. The only thing I said I was gonna love every kid as much as I love my two sons, and I, it's it's shown. Culture shifted. Now it's time to win. Mm-hmm. So and and that district played fair out. You know, you got shallow water getting moved out of our district, who's kind of a powerhouse and a monster wherever you go whatever district that team goes in they're gonna compete for a district title i mean yep. that's just that's built in their blood and they have their best classes coming up right now who have a chance to compete for a state title and but i mean for a brownfield a lamisa a slayton kermit and a denver city you know it kind of opens it up quite a bit and i think with our football team obviously didn't start out the way we wanted to when you go on six it's like man what's going on but that's obviously on the head coach when you put a very very tough schedule with two of the top ten teams in the state, two four A's and stuff. Mm-hmm. You push those kids. Well, you know our schedule is a lot better. You know if I posted up on the board, you know our first game we'll play post. You know we'll play Tulia, Lubbock Roosevelt, Dimmitt, Littlefield, and Millshew, and we're actually playing teams of our caliber, three A high schools. You know mm-hmm. all been at were very very competitive and winnable games.
1: I'll say one thing about your schedule from last year. I think had you guys been able to play Big Springs, that would have been your first win.
2: Right. I've I've had a lot of people say that.
1: I I think that game was the one that you were going to win. Unfortunately, you know, lightning delay. Lightning delay. We were stuck out there for a couple hours, waiting. (laughs) Waiting after one touchdown, Mm -hmm. both sides didn't even finish the first quarter. Right. So we had some momentum. I think we really did. We
2: were kind of excited. and, And that's the one part that I can really contest to our seniors that, you know, every game, and, you know, nobody likes to take a loss. I can tell you more than anybody, I hate losing. You know, but the hardest thing is you can't show any type of, um, how would I say it? Basically, you can't lose your cool. You got to be able to keep your composure. You know, and as a person, you know, within myself who hates losing, when you look at your kids' faces, even your coaches, and they just don't know what to do, if you can constantly keep them intact and keep them on board, that says a lot about what we're doing here. And we didn't have a kid quit. You know, we had the most participating in football than I've ever had here. We had over 90 something kids. In our program, within the first six weeks, we only had four out of those kids fail on the failure list, which is huge for our program. And I, nobody really understands how big that is when you're within your culture. And then when you come out, and I constantly tell them, get your butt, let's get our butts to the district, and we're going to show you that we're not the worst team, and we're going to make the playoffs. We weren't supposed to make the playoffs. I almost get second place. Almost beat Denver City.
1: We're probably you youngest take team. Take shallow water out. Yeah, yeah. And that and that water Denver out of City that. game. That's the district championship that's game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I and mean, that's kind
2: of like how it's rolling into next year. You know, we were the youngest team rolling in. Uh, we had out of our 32 guys, no, 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 out of our 34 guys, we had 10 seniors, and and love those guys. I mean, they've been with me since their freshman year. They've kind of seen my face as an OC, so now as their head coach. Well, now every kid in the program's only seen my face and understands my expectations. Well, out of those kids, we, you know, we had three most of those seniors that really played, that played on both sides of the ball. So we had seven on offense returning, eight on defense, you know, the most in the district. And when you look at how we did in our district with such young players, predominantly sophomores playing, I mean, it, the sky's the limit kind of night now for your Brownfield right. Cubs moving to football especially,
1: especially with that uh, playoff game, you're mm-hmm. a play away. A play, a play away. away. from from winning the, by, the first by district since, what, two? It was 2013. There you go. You know, you'd have been playing so, in the area around. Yep. Who knows what would have happened there.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the same thing, you know, same thing with Milshue. You know, Milshue's very, very traditional school, and, you know, they, they kind of went through some lumps for about two to three years, and now they're starting to pick back up. They were very young as well, so I expect them to be very good, and we'll see them in the preseason. And there we go. You're
1: going to get a chance to get so, a little payback. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean,
2: Coach Richard's done a great job over there, so it'll be interesting.
1: Now, look at, Looking at your preseason schedule, Minus Mule Shoe because that was the team you played in the playoff. Who else are you looking forward to seeing your guys play?
2: Honestly, I want to play Tulia. I mean, that has been a. I mean, Tulia has been. They've been one of the hottest teams around. They beat Canadian this past year. You know, they literally kind of wrote. I mean, they've scored a lot of points, had a lot of great things. They have a phenomenal quarterback in that McAllister kid. Yeah. And uh but crazy thing is, is they're gonna have a new coach next year. Oh. So you know they'll have a new AD, head football coach. Don't see how things are, but I think that's kind of turned into a little rivalry, and our kids are kind of waiting on that game. And mm-hmm. you know I think one of the biggest goals is like obviously that you know that Tulia game and Littlefield is going to be another test, but um, you know one thing we want to do is want to win a homecoming. <laughs> oh yeah. You know that is oh, something yeah. that's huge. You know we have homecoming is won-
0: not homecoming unless you win.
2: Exactly, and it's and you know and that's the thing within my – You know I've I've kind of scheduled a very tough opponent on homecoming. I mean San Angelo Lake, you four a Division one high school and. You're know, like you look at our schedule and it's like, well, that's you know I'm not saying that's the weakest team on the schedule, but they're not one of the toughest. But they're they very good school. You know we we'll, we will host next year. I'm not I mean you want to win your homecomings. I mean we're gonna play Demit, Demonize, We'll play Demit for homecoming here. But you know they kind of been through a little struggle as, as as well as we have. So you never know. But I, I I do I I think our kids deserve and are due for a homecoming. I mean we're due for a lot. You know we've taken our lumps and we've taken our bruises. But I think this team's ready.
1: And you got. But five, four games in non-district that are road, <clears> and two <throat> at home, uh, and then you're gonna play two games, and home and away during district, right? With the open yeah. between the last two games, mm-hmm. you know. Four games on the road in non-district, how big are those games gonna be for your guys to prepare for district?
2: I can honestly tell you, I think it, it, it doesn't really do too much. You know, I've always considered Brownfield Road Warriors, and we've honestly played better on the road yeah. than we ever really do at home, so. Oh
1: yeah, you guys I, have.
2: And that's kind of something that we've kind of taken into, and, and also in taking into consideration, you know, when you looked at your schedule you're like, how do you want to have it? Do you want to have it in the back end of your ne- your second year within your two-year two contracts that you do with each school? Well, I'd rather play our road games right away and then the next year now you're gonna have six home games and four away games. So it just mm-hmm. it just flips the following year. So I think we'll be okay.
0: This is kind of a, a question that drifts away <coughs> from football more if athletics as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Every coach we talk to brings up the failure list. Right. As an AD, what can you do and what have you done to fix that issue with the failure um, list and getting kids active on the roster? I was just big
2: time mandatory study halls, constantly keeping these kids busy. You know, you give a kid a lot of freedom, you know, they're going to they're gonna take advantage of it. Know, it's like really you give, give an inch he's going to take a mile. With our kids, you know, we try to stay very, very busy within the season. I mean, heck, some of these kids aren't going home till 8, 8.30, so by the time they get home, you know, they're... They're tired. They're out. They're, they're wore out. And on the days that we do get a practice early, hey, get your butt to the commons. We got mandatory study hall, which we'll I'll buy food. I'll buy pizza. We'll feed them. But it's mandatory. You know the kids have to be there, and I think that's helped us on our you know on our list and everything. And then, obviously, towards the spring, as you get towards the off season, you know you can get a little complacent, and kids kind of knowing that there's nothing to compete for. We're just lifting weights and everything. That's where you really got like hit the stickler on keeping their grades up because it's just it's a point of consistency. You know I'm big with our guys. We talk about how you do one things, how you do everything, and you know if you're lazy whenever, you know there's nothing to, to play for. Then what are you gonna do in the in the game whenever? If you are winning, you're doing the right thing, and you're playing a team that you know a school that you know this doesn't count. That's, mm-hmm. Are you gonna fold or are you gonna keep playing to that level? You know so you're trying to build that that. Um, that culture, and I, it's been set in. Our kids are doing well, well around it, and I'm, I'm excited.
1: So how beneficial has that been, knowing that a lot of your players are <laughs> athletes that play multiple sports? So after football, you know, they're playing right. basketball, they're playing baseball, or, or they're doing track and field. Whatever it is, you know, they got to keep their grades up right. all year long.
2: And that's huge. I mean, you want – I am a say I'm a small-town guy. You know, I grew up in Florida, Texas, where we were 2A. I played every sport you know so that's one thing that's really good as being an athletic director I'm going to support every sport you know you'll have sometimes you'll hire a, a you know a head coach whether he's a big school guy comes down to a small school sometimes they tend to focus on one sport more than the other And yes, you know, being the head football coach, obviously of course I want our football program to succeed. But, you know, what I've learned here is like, you know, being in Brownfield, this has been just an athletic town period on the boys and the girls side. And I really take pride in what our girls have been able to do. You know, you win the state championship, you know, you go three, four rounds deep on boys and girls, basketball and volleyball. Who's Coach Ellis has done a great job. So has Coach Wyatt. Um, You have our cross country team competing at regionals. You have track, going to regionals, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there's a Lone Star Cup, which every classification for 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, you compete against every school in 3A. We'll compete against every school in 3A, like 4As, all the 4As will compete against each other. And they go off a points of how your entire program does throughout the year, like when I was here, Brownfield was like maybe in the 100 and something, there's like almost 300 schools in three, I believe, or 200 and something, and now we've cracked the top 25. And I don't know if anybody knows that, but that is huge. No, oh,
0: that's there. massive.
2: And shallow water, you know, they're doing as good as they, they do. But us and shallow water are the only ones in our region. Shallow water's number seven in the Lone Star Cup. Brownfield's twenty five. I mean, well, actually twenty four. the top twenty five. And you look around our region, we're the only two teams in the region, this region, that are part of that. Because now you're looking at your Brocks, your yeah. you know, your Grand Views. I mean, all these different people that are all around the DFW area, and you have two schools from the Panhandle that are just working their butt off to try to get it. And that's just your overall program. So that's huge.
0: Yeah, that is. Yeah, Brock being up there, you start getting close to Brock, it's serious. Right,
2: right, definitely. So, whew, I cannot
0: stand those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand yeah, Brock at all.
2: You know, I have a, They've had a real big you know, kind yeah, of, we've, we've of had robberies, those <laughs> guys, Yeah,
1: I'll take your word for it.
0: So. <laughs> it, was, it was a ride in high school, let me tell you. Brock was – they beat us in everything.
2: Yeah, they're, they're a good school. Everything butt track. They compete, and the, I mean, they're that's a really, really good school, kind of brand new school. Mm-hmm. They didn't get football till 2012,
0: yeah.
2: And in their first year, or second year, they won a the state title. I
0: well, mean, hell, Baylor Cup came from Brock. Mm-hmm. He's play in A and I believe.
2: Yep. So they have a lot of guys getting drafted. They're huge in track, so you know we'll have we'll have some kids make it that'll go to regionals. Got hopefully have a relay, our sprint relay, and a couple other kids individuals that'll go to re, that'll go to regionals. I, I strongly believe that, but you'll be able to see them at. The regional track meet and see how all those kids kind of built different you know they're mm. very big heavy set and
0: yeah, yeah i mean we're talking about baylor cup better cup was six seven and built chiseled like he was literally a grown man yeah we don't have
1: again too many. i'll take your word for it yeah <laughs> we don't have too many six sevens
2: around here in brownfield
1: <laughs> no you know you don't you, <laughs> you barely have any though. six ones
0: <laughs> yep. moving into that kind of area regionals obviously that's on your mind mm-hmm. brock canadian Wall. Yep. How do you feel like your relays match up with those schools? Those are the big time. Work.
2: We've looked around. Honestly, you know, the biggest team that's probably gonna surprise everybody is Slayton. Oh, Slayton yeah. just ran a like Slayton just ran a one twenty nine in their four by two, which is very, very good. owner ran a one thirty. I mean, Brownfield, don't get me wrong, we have some good runners, you know. We cracked a one thirty five, one of our fastest times, but three to four second difference from uh you know, in a four by two and a two hundred, that's that's a and uh, Slayton they've they've ran that. Um they're four by twos in the forty twos. Uh you know, Brock's always in that one one thirty to one twenty nine range as well in the four by twos. And you gotta honestly get a forty two to be able to get into the regional finals. So mm-hmm. you gotta be moving. And that's that's the part we emphasize with our kids. We'll what we'll do within our practices, we'll lighten our load high intensity but lighten the load a little bit not as much just as we're getting closer to the district kind of helping their bodies kind of recover a little bit more and and that's the part with them being a track coach you know the knowledge of knowing how to take care of your kids so mm, don't overwork them exactly Exactly.
1: Uh, wh- when is the district meet and where at? so big fans can know so
2: our district meet will actually be April 11th and 13th so it'll be on a Monday and Wednesday I know that's very random and very weird but it's how our dates play out and our district certification for track is the 16th so in case we do need a makeup day, possibly that Thursday, but we're gonna go on Monday and Wednesday on the 11th and 13th. And
1: where is it gonna be held
2: at? It'll be at Denver City. So the the uh, the district meet will be at Denver City, as well as the area meet, and then regionals will be in Abilene. Okay.
1: So fans can actually come out support the track team mm-hmm. on the 11th and the 13th at yes, Denver sir. City, which isn't a long drive. No, just right down the road. Right, pretty much, and you know help this team try to make another regional again.
0: Yes, sir. How do you feel about Abilene? Do you like it? Oh, I
2: love for it. A yeah, host? A, yeah, ACU's been a great, great host. That I, I mean, that they've done it forever for the three uh, A division. Yeah. I know at one point it did go to Ratliff Stadium in Odessa, mm-hmm. and okay. I think they've hosted. A, they've really done a good job hosting. But I love going back to ACU just because it's a college atmosphere. You're on a collegiate track. That's how I felt about it. You know, you get the actual interact with collegiate athletes because they're helping run events. So and okay. you go running into college. You end up running some of your best times. You may get recruited by that school yep. that's hosting it. So that's that's a huge plus.
0: That was another thing I always noticed. It wasn't state. I never ran my best time. Ironically, right. Abilene. I don't know what it is about Abilene. Yep. Both times we went, we ran our best times. So. Oh,
2: definitely. And you're competing against your region. So. Exactly. Definitely.
1: And besides ACU, where else would you like your players to run at it? At, at, and another
2: moving, moving moving forward, uh, we get to keep rolling with the, our track kind of our track program getting better. You know, you obviously want to go to the West Texas A&M relays. Mm-hmm. You want to go to San Angelo relays, which are huge. Which was this past week. You know, next year we may possibly try to go there. Uh, but and then eventually, I know Tech hosts. They host like a little high school regional meet. But I think as we roll in the next year with some of our kids that whether if we get out of basketball early and stuff, probably running some of our indoors. You know, like indoors start to get huge in high school. And Texas Tech has an endo right down the road, so they host you. game. We indoor. can get guys to go in there and just run a couple 60-meter runs and a couple 200s and 100s just to get them rolling. But I think that's kind of the route we're going towards. What about the Texas Relays? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Texas <laughs> Relays are great, but we need, yeah. to, we need about five or six Nathaniels if we want to go there. <laughs>
0: he's, he's special. Uh, those Texas Relays are beautiful.
2: Oh, definitely. It's Lots a lot of a, talent. A lot of those. talent. You get all from pros to – it's a high collegiate athletes to the high school divisions. I mean, you have Duncanville DeSoto; those Ooh. guys. You know, we. I think I just saw Summer Creek who who ran a three oh nine there in high school in the mile relay. That's moving. Yeah. So. That is yeah. that is
0: moving. I don't know how to comprehend that one because <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't run that, and I thought we were moving.
2: Right. Well.
1: Finally, coach. As the AD. Any changes coming to sports next year? Are we seeing any new sports being added on possibly or uh, any disappearing?
2: I wouldn't say disappearing. I, I know our superintendent very well. Kudos to him and our entire administration staff. Uh, they do a phenomenal job what we've been able to do here in Brownfield. You know, Mr. Smith, uh, Chris Smith, he, with him being our superintendent, he I've, we've been here about the same amount of time, four years now. And he's he's obviously been my boss for four years, but for three I've been pretty close to him being an athletic director. But his vision for this school and what we've done, obviously the brand new school, if you haven't had a chance to go, you know, tour it, that's a vision that he had. You know, his vision on his sports, you know, a superintendent that's able to come in underneath his belt of having a brand new school built, a state title, uh more like now, I mean, looking at a Lone Star Cup, not just not even winning the cup, but just cracking the top twenty-five. That shows the the amount of leadership that he brings, and the people he hires, and how he wants his programs, and how he wants his whole school to look. Uh, it's huge. Uh, I know he's always willing to add, so we'll see. And I you know
1: one thing he wants to add is a, a basketball tournament.
2: Yeah, he does want to have a basketball tournament. That's something that we, we are looking to next year. I know with our brand new gym, when it gets built, when it finally finishes up, we'll have probably one of the nicest gyms in the region. And uh, probably want to host one of a one of bigger tournaments around the Christmas time. So I know we will have a basketball tournament for sure next year. And then, like I said, for track, uh, hopefully we'll host a bigger meet. And then, um, I mean, those are some of the things that I see us doing next year for sure.
1: Now, many haven't actually been able to go into that new gym. I'm pretty sure you've seen the right. update. How's it going so far?
2: It's going. I mean, it's going really well. I mean, they're moving as much as you can, obviously, with due to COVID and all the, <laughs> you know, the late, you know, late packaging and delivery and stuff like that. That kind of causes a holdup. But um, once we, um, most of that glass is already about, I guarantee it's like 90% already yeah. through. We need about maybe five or six more pieces around that area. And then once you're able to enclose it, then you just it's just clean up now. You mm-hmm. already got the basketball goals installed once you get that after we have get our seats in you'll lay, lay the floor down and then i just i mean it's just it's going to pick up and then with the weather now being nice not so windy not so cold it, it'll run pretty because yeah, i
1: heard that it's supposed to be uh the environment is supposed to be controlled so that was mm-hmm. one of the things too is yes they didn't want to close it when it's so cold because it would make right. it harder to put the seats and the, and oh, the floor d- in
2: yeah definitely i mean you got to have a you know controlled you know control temperature environment as well as weather um, obviously, too, one of the biggest things that I do look forward to, too, with that being built, is just for our girls' athletics. <clears throat> I don't know if you ever had a, taken a chance to go through our weight room and see all the brand new weights that we have put in.
1: I'm not. So
2: you get a chance for you guys leave, you know, take some pictures and kind of see what our weight room says. Everything that we have in that weight room is going to go into the brand new girls' weight room at the at the at the uh, at so the basketball can, gym. You're split it up. So yes, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so we have our girls that come here. It's all purpose room. They're more than welcome to use it, and we have it split. So we have more kids in here than we usually have. <laughs> But um, one thing that I wanted to do was make sure that, you know, the girls had something. They had some pride. You know what something I mean?
0: called theirs yes yeah.
2: definitely so everything that you see in our weight room here at the field house is going to be identical with what the girls have okay. and their weight room over there at the gym but everything on there says lady cups okay so oh, okay so it's theirs so they're, that, getting, that,
0: they're getting their own special they're getting their made. own their own <laughs>
2: stuff so that's what, that's what i like about it. it it's something for them to kind of claim and have ownership to, and for them to feel like you know that they have something nice they're gonna be able to like not having to know where they're going to practice or you know, that they have their gyms right there available and easy access to, right next to the weight room. So it's it's pretty awesome that they're gonna get something.
1: And that's gonna benefit the volleyball team, the softball team. Oh definitely. And then the, the girls uh, oh yes. Weightlifting team, which had a few had four go to Oh, we uh, had
2: five go to state. Four Five competed, go to state, four, four
1: competed. right. Four. So, and, was and that's something
2: like I mean, same thing with that. You know, you, you look at our powerlifting team, which was kinda of non existent, and then Coach Perez has been able to come in here and average thirty five lifters. You know, a lot on 15-15 or however you want to split it up within our girls and boys, I and mean, then we we've had kids go to state. Since yeah, I mean, last game. year
1: you had one go to state, mm-hmm. one girl. Yep. Now you had five girls and you had three guys. Yep. So that's a big improvement.
2: Definitely, I'm I'm just excited to kind of see our kids compete and represent Brownfoot. I mean, I, you know, I talked to a lot of people, know a lot of coaches, and. All they keep telling us is man, whatever you are doing in Brownfoot, you know, that's all we ever hear is Brownfoot and won this sport, Brownfoot and that sport. You know, Brownfoot I mean, it's starting to create a name around here, so it's it's getting it's exciting.
0: Sounds to me like you got the correct staff, the correct people with the correct kids <laughs> That's exactly moving in the right, right direction. Yes, sir.
2: You know, you gotta have the right staff. I love all the people that we have on our staff. Um, you know, they work their butts off, you know, it's it's that's that's what's huge. You know, you gotta you gotta have good leadership, you know, what's really good about what we talk about our leadership is about more than serving than anything you'd be a great leader got to be a good servant so that's that's huge with us
0: yeah, you can tell you got the right staff you we talked to uh coach marine about you know sharing kids mm-hmm. he said him and rich share kids perfect oh the definitely. kids get to pick what they want to go to stuff like that mm-hmm. and they just work around it
2: oh yeah and that, that's exactly what it was we had a kid that and you know, that was a baseball player came around track last week and I mean it's killed it you know he, he, mm-hmm. he ended up this was his first track meet to run Run, I mean, we, when he we ran our JV and he runs them out, he ends up getting third place. It's like, man, like, there you go.
0: Yeah.
2: So, it's, it's all about sharing kids. You got to have that mentality. You know, it's about them first. And, you know, as long as they represent Brownfoot and have that red and black and white around them and that Cub symbol, it don't matter what they're doing as long as they're representing us. So That's great to hear, honestly.
0: Being able to share kids, I – in The last podcast we talked about that we never share kids is something that I wasn't I didn't get to do. Right. We didn't share very well. Right. If you were doing this, you were doing this. If you wanted to do that, that was you know too bad. You had to stay here and I hear that's changing. Oh everywhere. yeah. Everywhere. Oh, Not yeah. just here. Everywhere you're sharing kids.
2: Um that that's kinda of where your more successful programs run in through like, you know, if you look at your Idolus, your Canadians, you know, your you know, some of those schools that are predominantly, you know, winning in a lot of their sports, they share kids. I mean, that's huge. you got to be able to work with all your coaches. That's how coaches get along. And then that's how I create the same vision. Everybody's wanting to win a district title. Everybody's wanting to win. And how, how more to do it whenever everybody's aligned on the same thing. You know, they lo- go from football to basketball, same mentality. You know, yeah, I have a basketball coach in McPherson who's always like, you know, you want to play football for me? I mean, you want to play basketball for me? I'd love for you to play football. You know, being able to have that continuity is huge.
1: And, so. again, I'll take your word as I went to a school – in a pretty big city
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, had, you almost had to try out probably for your sport yeah,
1: you did have to try out there was it it wasn't one tryout it was three yeah, so there were that. multiple cuts so you know when, when i tried out you had to go to the first one you looked at the paper to see who was still allowed to come to the next, the next tryout my name was there next tryout there you go final mm-hmm. cuts you made the team oh, <laughs> so yeah. it was a little bit of different from what you're doing oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean you have that you do have that in Texas. you do have that at some of your bigger schools Allen Allen you know even that somebody like Coronado or even oh, a Cooper you Monterey. know kind of like your smaller sports like mm-hmm. basketball and I mean and
1: it, this was all sports <laughs> so yeah that's what's crazy this is different this is California southern area <laughs> you look at
2: you look at Brownfield you know you have I think what how do we say about
1: Two or three. I'll put it this way:
2: 300 kids, possibly just in the entire school, and yeah. then you only have like 150 in your entire. I, I think program. I had.
1: I think I had more kids in my graduation class than you do in your entire oh, high yeah. school. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt,
2: definitely. I only I graduated with 55 in my. Life, so. <laughs> I graduated with 98. 55, so. I think, was 55. a classroom for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say, Shalawar did have tryouts for basketball, but that was it. Everything else, yeah. you just did. There, we, yeah. we had
1: tryouts for every sport, so i've been i've seen what it's like to be cut on the first i've seen what it's like to be cut on the second and i've been cut on the last and i've even made the team and walked away from the team so i've done
2: it all yeah so that
1: that's that's why i don't realize. that's just why i say i'll take your word for it because i don't know
2: crazy
1: and coach again thank you for your time appreciate Uh, it thanks talking about the track and field uh, again, Friday, you guys are hosting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, people will come out and support these players, oh, these athletes. Uh, both the boys and girls are competing. It should be a hopefully it's a nice day that people can enjoy and right. cheer them on. Uh, if not, definitely come out for the, the district, the district, the district at Denver City on the 11th and 13th at Denver City again. They have a nice area, nice nice track. They Denver's, have a really nice track. I mean,
2: good facilities, yep. very very good facilities within that school,
1: and so. they should have. If you're worried about you know getting something, they should have their uh, snack place open, oh, the two yeah. of them. So definitely, you know, <laughs> and we'll, can have enjoy it. It. we'll have a
2: concession stand. We'll have our booster club out here cooking burgers for the teams and everything. So, like I said, it's just good to bring some some type of you know a competition towards Brownfield. You know, whether it's a track meet or a tournament or tennis, you know, whatever we're doing, it's just good to have competition and just bringing people to Brownfield. It's always good,
1: especially with so many athletes in these programs who, right. who enjoy playing in front of fans who enjoy having the, their friends' family cheer them on oh, yeah. and the community cheer them on. You know, these kids, you can see the difference when they're playing with people behind them right. and when there's nobody there. There's yes, a sir. difference. Oh, definitely. And and so definitely come out if you have the time to spare. And if you don't make some time to spare, come out so. and, and, and watch these kids play. Watch, watch these, these kids, kids run, you know, run and, and compete and you know do what they like to do. And yep. cheer them on. I mean, there's not
0: a reason not to right. at all. I mean, if you're, if you're the, free the track on. team is, it's getting there. It's really good. You Do got it. a couple of stuff that's really good. There's oh, no yeah. reason not to come watch them. The tennis teams, it's fantastic. You, I just went there. That was great. Yeah,
1: you don't need to know these sports or understand them mm-hmm. to actually come out and enjoy and, and cheer these kids on.
0: No, you right. just see kids giving it. They're all competing at the best level of sports. Oh in my yeah, opinion. that's all. You, that's that's all the we, Most heart.
2: That's all we want. Just see these kids compete. So. I appreciate you guys stopping by, man. I've always, always appreciate the media here in Brownfield doing a great job. And it's like I said, look, moving forward to continue seeing you guys. And I mean, like I said, let's go Cubs. We'll we'll definitely,
1: we'll definitely be around covering you guys as long as we're here. Right. We'll be there Friday.
2: Friday. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Yes, coach. Thank thank
1: you you again. This has been game on. Uh, Like always, we want to thank coach Flores for his time. Want to take, uh, thank Justin Pollock for, you know, doing the videos for this podcast. And as always, Christian, it's good having you at my side and doing this. Like this is game on from the BrownfieldOnline.com Brownfield News. This is the Ed saying goodbye.